Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things fitness and business. I left my career as a TV reporter after 10 years to start my own fitness coaching company. I was so tired of seeing people struggle with disordered eating and misguided weight loss information. Think of this as your one-stop shop for training, nutrition, and success while navigating through life. Grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and get ready to learn and laugh. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Taylor Living. So something that I keep seeing everywhere, especially in the last like 48 hours, is meal timing, which last week I spent several Instagram posts worth of time explaining meal timing and I just I got a lot of questions I got a lot of DMS and recently with just some of my clients even my clients who are spot-on with their macros I have tweaked some meal timing changes and I've realized that this is a much bigger discussion than just a few paragraphs on Instagram so today we're gonna go over when you should eat what you should eat, pre-workout, post-workout, is fasting the best for fat loss, things like that. So you guys get ready, let's talk about it. Okay, so meal timing is something that even competitors or just lifestyle clients can benefit from, right? So the whole point of meal timing is really to space out your eating, so that whenever you consume a certain amount of protein, your body can start what's called protein synthesis, AKA building muscle. So if you take out the idea of food being tasty and just look at the reasons we eat, we eat to fuel our body, obviously, right? We all need food to live, that is a no-brainer. But when you are somebody who is training really hard, you are, trying to grow muscle, you are maybe trying to lose body fat, whatever it is, you really want meal timing to be a focus because you want your, you want your workout to shine, right? You want to do your best work around training. It's the reason that most of us will probably not go and eat an entire pizza as our pre-workout meal, right? So even if you're not thinking about spacing out your meals evenly, you're probably very well aware that what you eat close or around your workout is going to impact you either positively or negatively, right? So I wanna start with protein as the first topic of this. So you guys, protein is something that is a non-negotiable. You definitely want to make sure that you are spacing out your protein during the day. So research has shown that Ideally, you would like to space out your meals between about three and four hours. Now, is there like a ticking time bomb? No, not necessarily. But if you are somebody that is currently eating every two hours, you probably wanna change that up. Now, I recommend for myself and my clients, I love to do three meals, maybe four if my macros are higher, um, but typically three meals a day and then my post-workout protein shake. That is going to be meal four. So ideally what you want to do is you want to make sure that you are consuming minimum 25 grams of protein per meal. 
I shoot for about 35 to 40 because again, if you are somebody that is trying to consume 125, 130 grams plus protein a day, you know, three meals at 25 grams a day, that's gonna give you 75 grams of protein. If you add in a protein shake, that's 100. That is still pretty low. So if you're out there thinking, oh my God, that's so much protein. Well, a lot of people are under eating on protein and until you really like hire a coach or take into consideration how your body works, then you really don't know. Because even if you're consuming, you know, 30, 40, 50 grams of protein per meal, the body really only absorbs about 5% of that or so in a given time. Now, that is why protein is always a very high macronutrient. So again, I recommend 25 grams of protein minimum. Now, does this need to be exact? Not necessarily. However, you want to make sure that you are always getting that. So, and you also don't want to be hoarding macros for certain meals, right? So, you know, if you get to get to the end of the day and you've got like 50, 60, 70 grams of protein left, I encourage you to take the time the night before, pull out your tracking app, whatever you use, and just plan out your protein. You don't even have to plan out your entire meal, but you know, make sure your protein is evenly spaced. So that is of course the whole consensus of that. Now I do want to talk about those who are vegan or vegetarian. So ideally animal-based protein is going to be the best for your body to absorb and not all protein is created equal. If you are somebody that is vegan or vegetarian, again, this could be an entirely separate podcast, but for the sake of time, I am going to say that you want to make sure that 25 grams per meal is closer to like 30, 35 grams, just because the body is going to adjust to that protein a little bit differently. For example, you know, a carb is not a carb. Yes, calorically it is, but we all know that carbs from broccoli versus like a spoonful of sugar is going to just feel different to the body, right? So, you know, if you are eating animal-based protein, the amino acid complex is ideal for building muscle. If you are getting pea protein, wheat protein, things like that, that is when the amino acid uh makeup of that protein is a little bit different, which is why I recommend a higher amount for vegans and vegetarians. So again, you want to make sure you are keeping your meals three to four hours spaced, 25 grams of protein per meal minimum. So in terms of protein powder though, which I think is a really big topic as well, how do you select a protein powder? So one thing that I hear all the time is like, oh my God, Taylor, I am so bloated after I drink my protein or my stomach is, you know, kind of in knots. Okay, here is the short and sweet, simple answer. Again, there's always exceptions. I am not talking about people that are, that are lactose intolerant. I'm just talking about the general population who has taken protein powder and thinks that they don't like it because their stomach hurts or they're bloated. This is because you are taking a shit protein. <laughs> you guys, literally, I know that is like very crass, but for real, that is why. So if you look at the back of your protein container, you wanna make sure that it says protein isolate, okay? So there is isolate and there is a concentrate. And isolate means they extract a lot of the dairy component out of that and it's a very clean protein. 
a concentrate means that it's kind of a blend, right? There, it's a cheaper product. That that's the cheapest way of saying it. It's just a cheaper product. It is not necessarily bad, but you know, you don't want to get a protein, drink it post workout, trying to absorb all the benefits if it's not even worth your time, right? So if you ever see a protein that's on sale for like 20 bucks for a two pound and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Y'all, it's shit protein. There's one supplement that is never cheap and that is protein powder. It is one of the things that you always want to make sure you're investing in. I use Core Nutritionals. I love their protein powder. Shout out to Core because they make amazing products. Now, there's a few other protein powders that are crushing it out there. And something else that you would want to look for on occasion is the low temperature processing. And if you're like, what? I've never even noticed that. So if a protein powder is basically ultra filtered and um, it says something about being low temperature processed, that basically means that it is a slow roasted, again, this is for a visual representation, it's a slow roasted protein powder, which means they take the time to make it. These are also more expensive protein powders. One that comes to mind is going to be first form. They were one of the first protein powders that I can remember several years ago that came out with a low temperature protein powder. So you're never going to see a protein powder that says high, um, high temperature, but you know, somebody, I heard somebody use the example of if you're, you know, making some chicken in the oven, there's a difference between putting it on high and leaving it for an hour versus like a slow cooked crock pot chicken, right? The end result is still chicken. However, one tastes better than the other. One is going to be better. One is burned, one is charred, and then one is, you know, slow cooked, a little more appealing. Again, that is not compa that's comparing apples to oranges, but just a visual representation of what I'm kind of talking about. And again, that is really fine tuning it, but you wanna make sure you've got a really good protein powder. Because again, if you're going to take the time to drink it post-workout, which the whole point is not to have like some ice cream shake, you know, you want it to be worth your time. So let's talk about pre and post workout because I get questions all the time about what do I eat for my workouts? What about afterwards? I already drank a shake. What if I drink my shake with my meal? All these questions, right? So let's start with the pre-workout. Ideally, you want to have a full meal one to two hours before you train, okay? Now, for my early morning people, I will get to you in just a second because I am with you too. I love my early morning lifts and you bet your ass I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. to get a meal in, hell no. So you wanna eat 60 to 90 minutes before you work out. Now, this meal should be lean protein, higher carbs, and lower in fat. The reason I say lower in fat is because fat is slow digesting. The whole point of your pre-workout meal is to get into your body quickly so you can utilize those carbs and that energy, right? So think of a low fiber food as well. Um, you know, I love to do sweet potatoes and like a lean ground beef. That's one of my favorite pre-workout meals you know, things like that, right? And uh, whatever you do, you know, like I said, just make sure it's lower in fat. It doesn't have to be fat-free. That is not what I'm saying. But typically 10% of your fats for the day is all that should be in that meal, right around there, give or take. 
your post-workout meal is going to be pretty similar because you want, again, to refuel your body quickly. So after you drink your protein shake, which you should drink that within half an hour of finishing your lift, is there like some anabolic window? No, but you don't want to be drinking your protein shake like an hour later because you forgot. So basically I pack my protein with me at the gym. I drink it on my drive home done. So after you drink your shake, you want to wait about an hour, maybe an hour and a half if you have to. I know that when I'm, when I was, when I was getting ready for work, um, before I was working from home, I would drink my shake and then I would go home. I would get ready for the day. And then when I got to the office, I would eat my first meal. So your first meal again is going to be, or excuse me, your post-workout meal is going to be the same thing, right? The same amount of protein, higher in carbs, moderate to low fat. Um, you can have a little bit more fat in this meal than your pre-workout meal again, but I still would probably stick to 10 to 15% of my total amount of fats for the day. So this isn't the time to put like two tablespoons of peanut butter on your waffles or whatever, you know, like a tablespoon of peanut butter is going to be perfect. An ounce of almonds, a tablespoon of oil, something like that, right? So I want to kind of go over my people that are doing early morning workouts. So here's the deal. Everyone, I don't know who started it, but I don't love this human, whoever did it. You know, are, are fasted workouts better for fat loss? It's a question that somehow circulated and hashtag fasted cardio became a thing. <clears throat> now I will say, first and foremost, fasted workouts are not necessarily going to hurt you. However, there really isn't much of a benefit, okay? So research shows there's not really long-term benefits and personally, I think that it does more harm over time. That's just my coaching preference. So, and again, fasting basically means you're relying on your body's energy stores. And if you're currently somebody who's dieting, then your glycogen stores are already low. So you are basically going to be lightheaded, your blood sugar could drop, your training could suffer. This is also going to mean that cortisol levels can be skewed, which again is the stress hormone. And of course, more cortisol could slow fat loss, things like that. Now, if you're somebody that spaces out your training, like if you get up in the morning and do your cardio and then after work you train um, weights, fasted cardio is fine. I'm not gonna say you have to eat a meal before you go for a run, that's pretty uncomfortable. But I will say there's a lot you can do that is quick, easy on your stomach. Something that I recommend, the easiest thing to do is going to be a carb powder, okay? Something that I recommend is going to be Intra. That is a core product. It is pure carbs, okay? No, it's not sugar, but it is pure, it's pure carbs. All you need to do is half a scoop of that, okay? My guys, take a full scoop, but drink it on the way to the gym. Super easy. Drink it right before you head out. It's not going to sit heavy. It is super light. Or if you're going to the gym fasted in the morning for your actual training, I would recommend drinking this for your intra workout. Again, it's called intra for a reason. Um, and that is going to help you and make sure that you are not using your muscles as fuel. Because if you don't have anything in your system and you are going in fasted and it's been, you know, 12 to 16 hours since your last meal, you're just not going to feel good, right? The mornings are already kind of rough, so make it easier on yourself. Um, something that I do is, you guys know I love my Bambody treats. I love them. They're 
so easy on the stomach. It's primarily protein. Um, you just want something in your system that is low fat and quick, right? Primarily carbs, protein. So before my workout, I always have a band body brownie. I've done this for years. I love it because I work out in the morning and I will tell you, I trained fasted for a long time, y'all. I competed in powerlifting. I went to nationals fasted. I actually performed at nationals fasted for my first lift because I was so used to it and I didn't know any different, right? And then somebody was like, wait a second, why are you doing this? And I just, it wasn't because I thought that it was better for me. I was just, I didn't want to waste, as somebody who was dieting, I didn't want to utilize my macros at 5 a.m. when I was going to be, you know, working until seven o'clock that day. So if you know you're training fasted and you are somebody that is dieting, there are two options for you depending on your work schedule. If you have to work out in the morning, and that is non-negotiable. Your last meal of the day should be your highest in carbs. That way, you're going to have enough in your system to get you through a workout. While it is maybe fasted in your head and you haven't eaten that day, you're gonna be fine with those higher carbs. If you have the ability to shift your training time on a diet, and you don't have to do it first thing in the morning, I would recommend that, especially if you are somebody, and when I say morning, I'm not talking about 10 a.m. if you work from home. I'm talking about the 5 a.m.ers who are going to have to work the eight to five job, things like that, right? So if you can sneak away for a lunchtime workout after like you've had a first meal or something like that, that's going to be more beneficial because again, you are going to be hungry after you train. So if you're somebody low on calories, you don't wanna be ravenous. You know, coming from experience as a, um, a bikini competitor, you know, and again, when I'm working from home, I have a lot of flexibility with this, but I love my morning workouts. I like the way I feel in my clothes first thing in the morning. I think you guys can relate to that. I just feel good. However, there gets to be a point where getting out of bed and heading to the gym with low calories just doesn't feel as good. You feel weaker, you feel just not as energized, not as motivated, and that really is the diet taking its toll. So I like to have my breakfast and then let that digest and then head to the gym closer to like noon or one if I can make that work. That's also going to save macros. And then by the time I get really hungry after my workout, it is time for my meal two or three if you count protein shake as meal two. So that's going to be something um, to help with. And I also want to just, you know, point out some research too. If you guys follow Brad Schoenfield, like he's amazing. He's like the hypertrophy doc. Um, you know, he even says there is no greater weight loss according to um, <clears throat> his research between fasted and fed cardio. So if you are somebody that is doing fasted, not because you, not because of convenience, if you literally are like, I am going to the gym fasted because this is going to help me lose weight, stop being an idiot, it's not true. And I say that from love, you guys. I say that from love because I used to think that so many years ago. I was like, oh my God, if I wake up and go for a run, I'm gonna lose weight faster. And y'all, it's just not true. So, you know, like I said, if you are pressed for time before work and you go for a fasted run, you're not going to like wither away and hurt your gains. But again, over time, you'll want to grab something before your morning training if you can. And like I said, if you can separate cardio from lifting, I do recommend that. Otherwise, a good rule of thumb, you always want to do your cardio post-lift because again, lifting is priority. Lifting should always be priority.
So I do want to just kind of reiterate the fact that meal timing again is definitely so, so important, you guys. Even if you are not training for something, it doesn't matter. Even just as a lifestyle client, you want to make sure you are spacing your food out evenly. You want to make sure that you are fueling your body properly before and after a workout and you will feel so much better. You know, I recently had, I have two clients that come to mind. Um, one of my power lifters was going through her first, uh, dieting phase we were cutting her for a competition and then COVID happened, but she wanted to keep dieting and we had a weight loss goal. So we kept going and I could tell she was getting fatigued and even working from home in the midst of everything going on, she was still training at 5 a.m. And I was like, wait a second, why are we doing this? Let's like shift, let's shift over so that you're not utilizing your calories. And it was like a night and day switch, y'all. I am telling you, her workouts were better. She felt better. She had more energy. She wasn't as hungry. And that's another thing, too. My other client, who is a lifestyle client, who I believe will be amazing at competing, but for now, we are just doing her first diet as well. And she is crushing it. And working from home, she is still training in the morning. Now, that's not the issue. The issue is that, and we all have foods, right? We all have foods that we don't want to give up. And for her, it was a banana. Like, she's not giving up this banana, okay? And if you guys track your macros, which you probably do because you're listening, a banana is like 30 carbs, right? So, like, if your macros are dropping and you've got 100 carbs a day, I'm not wasting 30 on a banana, y'all. But she was keeping it in. So I basically was like, hey, listen, we are going to do meal timing and we are going to space out the carbs because she was eating like 50 carbs meal one and then ravenous and out of macros at 3 p.m. And this is somebody who tracks. She's amazing at tracking. She crushes her lifts. But I'm like, hey, homegirl, we've got to tweak some stuff because (laughs) you're not helping your body. And usually what happens with meal timing is even though your calories don't change, you start to look different. You look tighter because again, you're spacing out your meals. The body is able to absorb and adjust as it needs to and you are able to utilize those carbs for training. So like I mentioned earlier, if this client is eating all of her carbs or half of her carbs, and I'm not exaggerating, in her first meal and does a morning workout beforehand, that means her last meal is so low on carbs, she goes to bed, does her workout, and she's got nothing in her system, okay? So, you know, now her workouts feel better. She just looks better. She is already somebody that has great mature muscle and now she just looks tighter fuller leaner and again it's not even that a weight has changed it's just the fact that we have tweaked her meal timing so again if you are somebody that is struggling to just like build a meal timing sheet it is so easy to just think of it you know protein is priority y'all Try to space it out. Take your total amount of protein, divide it by four, done. Or take your total amount of protein, subtract your scoop of protein post-lift, and then divide that by three. Again, I would not recommend doing six meals a day. I have my clients doing three or four, depending on 
what their macros are, where their goals are, and their work schedule. But if you guys have any questions at all, you can always send me an email at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And if you are looking for any nutrition coaching, macro setting, you guys can head over to my website at tailoredtraining.com. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at taylorfit. All right, y'all have a great day.